everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they just want to learn more about small business and franchising around here. Today's guest is a returning guest, so I'd like to welcome back Jim Reif with the Nebraska Enterprise Fund. Hey, Blake. Thanks. Glad to be back. It's super fun to be with you. You're welcome. Despite your performance last time in the popular vote, we decided to bring you back because we have an important new topic. We got two important new topics today. Oh, you're already failing. No. We're not, we're not doing two topics. We're doing one. Well, we got a bonus then. Okay, bonus topic. Well, there you go, Dylan. Yeah. Got a bonus yeah, topic. Bonus Your topic. cut up for you today. So thank you very much for being here. Let's start with, tell me about the Nebraska Enterprise Fund, and that's going to bring us into the topic of the day, or at least one of the two, which is the State Small Business Credit Initiative. Okay, so yeah. Nebraska Enterprise Fund is administering that. Tell me what no, you guys yeah, do. Yeah, Nebraska Enterprise Fund, we're what's called a CDFI, a Community Development Finance Institution. Mm-hmm. That is registered with the U.S. Department of Treasury, and we are qualified each year. We, we submit reports and everything to them annually. They monitor us. Um, and what we were created to do 28 years ago was to help grow our small businesses in Nebraska and southwest Iowa. Uh-huh. And our focus initially was Nebraska. We moved to southwest Iowa. But we do about 100 loans a year to um, businesses in both sides of the river and do also technical assistance where mm-hmm. today, for example, we're recording, I think, four months, four weeks ahead of time, but we're doing QuickBooks training today, for example. We do trainings with a group called EEC. We collaborate mm-hmm. with all kinds of other partners to bring on training events throughout the year, and we also do one-to-one coaching um, and support. So if somebody might have a question about their marketing plan or their business plan or something. So that's really what we are. CDFIs in general, they have a lending component. We've chosen small business. They have a training component and a technical assistance component. So you're providing the lending, but then also providing tools to help people either to prepare to utilize that loan effectively as a business owner and or to continue learning and grow their business. Exactly. We want to see every business in the state work um, so that they can grow, expand, and prosper. And when would so? I mean, there's plenty of banks that give loans. And why do you exist? I mean, why, when would somebody come to you? Somebody comes to us, and I'm glad you brought that up. We want to maximize what the banking sector is able to do. Let's mm-hmm. face it, Nebraska banks are great. They do a great job. They work su- super hard. They, But sometimes there's a loan they can't, maybe they can't do the whole amount. So they can maybe do 80% or 70% of a loan. We can come in and gap finance that to the bank. Okay. And that's where we provide a subordinate loan to to the bank, and we're able to allow that business owner to get the funding they need. In other cases, maybe it's a loan, first-time first startup business. The bank says, you know, we like your concept, but we're not quite able to, to pass this loan yet because yeah. of regulations usually or something else. We can look at that loan, work with that client. I've had several times where we've worked with a client, and three to five years later, get a call from a banker, say, Jim, what do you know about this client? Can we take them off your books? And that's exactly what we want to see. That's we want to see that pass. Yep. So you're not a competitor to the banks. You're, not at all. You're an alternative when it won't work with We're a Either an alternative bank. or, or an, more and more becoming a partner with them because there's deals yep. that they know are good deals. They just can't quite get the whole piece funded. So gotcha. we can work gotcha. with them. Well, in, 
in reality, if if my memory serves, there's been times when I've sent people your way through my broker to they're looking for a small business franchise, but the loan amount is too small for a mainstream bank. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I no. mean it's it just doesn't make sense for them. And right. that's where you've come in and been able to help provide On a 20, that funding. An example, twenty five, fifty thousand dollar loan, sometimes the paperwork is just as much for the bank as their regular loans. Yeah. So it's it's really hard for them to make that work. Um so yeah, we we are able to really help when it's a smaller loan or a startup that the bank's gonna get involved. It's just they can't today. And that typically you're lending up to about one hundred and fifty thousand. Our normal so loan product goes micro lender. Yep, mark, micro and small business. Up typical loan is up to one hundred and fifty. Average is probably about forty forty five thousand dollars. Is that is that a standard across all states? I mean, do do micro lending programs like yours exist in most states? There's micro lending. There's CDFIs in almost every state. Okay, depends. And again, CDFI is, is community development finance institution. Okay, and it depends on the state. Um, it also depends on the funding source. We have federal dollars from both USDA and SBA, yeah. and they define microloans as $50,000 or below. Other places will define a microloan maybe at $100,000 or below. Some mm-hmm. define it by the number of employees. So it, okay. it really, yeah. each state's going to have different criteria. Each organization's going to have different comfort yeah. zones and different um, But there's typically areas. a CDFI solution that really works with smaller type loans. In, in mo- almost every state there right. is. Um, and if there's not a CDFI, there's other lenders. Um, U.S. Um, SBA has a lot of micro mm-hmm. lenders across, all, I believe, every state, including the territories. So yeah. if you need funds, they have programs across the country. USDA for rural areas has uh-huh. programs called RMAP, Rural Micro assistance program so that's in most states if not all states yep those are just two examples gotcha gotcha now as a segue to one of the topics that we wanted to discuss oh by the way you are the executive director of nebraska enterprise fund that is that is correct yes i am gotcha and then you also have bilingual folks on your team we have well, including myself, three and a half Spanish speakers, I'm the half. <laughs> and we've actually just hired somebody that speaks French. So we have a, right. a, a greater talent pool than we had um, in previously. So super excited to have that third language skill now. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Great service. Yeah, thanks. Team. Now I'll segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Typically, those loans that you're providing are 150 and under, but... My understanding from some discussions we had that led to you being a guest here is there's a new program that's at least one example of where you may be able to go above that, and that is this state small business credit initiative, Correct. which you wrote the grant for, or you wrote the... It, it's Yeah, we wrote the proposal. It was an open you. proposal. That's a better term. And um, this money came from the U.S. Department of Treasury, mm-hmm. and um, you have it written down. There were... $10 billion in federal funds to create jobs across the country. Yeah, and they allocated $64 million to Nebraska approximately, plus or minus a little $64 bit. $64 million. million. to Nebraska, us, a group called Omaha 100 and Invest Nebraska okay. are able to access this funding. And so we have an allocation right now. Um, about half of the funds have been dispersed so far through Treasury. Okay. We have an allocation. And that allocation allows us, it's, it's designed really to attract private investment into underserved 
areas. It, and they're calling it SEDI, S-E-D-I, which is okay. Socially Economically Disadvantaged Individual Owners. So that includes businesses that are owned primarily by underrepresented folks, um, which is a wide um, range, but includes folks that have been subjected to prejudice in the past, either okay. racial or ethnic. Uh-huh. Um, it includes veterans because veterans oftentimes have great ideas, but they have a hard time getting the funds they need to get going into yeah. business. It includes women because um, women entrepreneurs traditionally haven't had the same access. That's changing, but it's still there. It includes tribal mm-hmm. members, so somebody that is a you know a first american mm-hmm. they'd be or tribal american they'd be able to do that it also includes long term um rural community members so say somebody in the middle of the state is wants to set up a franchise yeah they go to their bank and the bank says we can do some of the funding we can't do all of the funding they're also eligible as a city qualified it also includes people in investment areas as the cdfi fund defines that and there's investment areas scattered throughout the state. You have to. Yeah. I can't show you the map, but there's there's a, probably thirty, forty of those across the state. So all of those are qualified. That doesn't mean we can't do another loan. It just means um, we're our focus is on the SETI populations. So if I understood that correctly, there's there's sort of two different categories of qualifications. One is if you're an owner that falls into one of those underserved classes. Yep. But the other would be, regardless of who you are and what your background is, you might be a Caucasian male like myself, yeah. but you're providing the services within the underserved areas or the CDFI qualified areas or rural areas, which are underserved right. areas. Right. And it doesn't matter necessarily the background of the owner, no. but the people that right. they would be serving, the community. And, they'd and, be serving. Even, and we don't have to do 100% to SETI populations either. We have some leeway to do okay. other loans. Just have to show that it's legitimately serving we, that purpose. Yep. And okay. the focus, like I said, the second part is that really trying to bring in that public-private match. So this is public funds. It's trying to encourage private match. So over the lifetime of the project we invest in, mm-hmm. that project has to be one that's growing, some, something that can prove um, or at least demonstrate they have the potential to, to attract 10 times private investment over 10 years. So it sounds like a lot, mm-hmm. but you're also thinking, no, oh, that's over 10 years. Right. So yeah. somebody, maybe they, the bank does a loan, we do the loan with them to match, and over the next 10 years, they're going to grow and add two more offices or three more offices. They're, no problem showing they're going to need that much private investment. So okay. that's, that's the other key thing. And on that, Blake, um, a minimum is one-to-one. So $1 of, of SCB, SSBCI money can be used for every $1 of bank money. Obviously, we want the banks to do more if they can, or the private investor. It can be at other private sources. It just cannot be other federal sources. So that leads us into a good discussion of how does this exactly work? Um, You were allocated the funds, but what types of, I mean, now we understand who it can provide services to, whether that's the business owner or um, the community that that business owner is serving. But how does this work? I mean, this is all very new, right? Like this allocation just recently happened. So some of this we're probably still figuring out, but whether I'm somebody that's starting a business or I'm a lender that's like, wait, whoa, what's this? Because there's a lot of lenders that don't even know this exists right Right, now, yeah, no, and this is a perfect tool for a lender. I'll give 
I'm going to give, we've closed one so far. I'm not going to give a lot of detail, but they came to us. And they needed an amount of funds um, because they being a business, business, they were a for-profit business, growing business. They needed a certain amount of funds because they're growing and they needed cash flow right now. Next okay. year they're gonna they're gonna probably have three to four times sales next year than they have today. So they're growing super fast. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, we can't we can do this, but we need a private match. So they went out and they found a private investor. It wasn't even a bank in this case, but they found a private investor. Oh. And so our 250 matched another 250, and over 10 years, I have no doubt. 250,000 to 250,000. And that could have been a bank or a private investor. Exactly. And then over the next 10 years, I have no doubt, because they're growing so fast, they're going to have $2.5 million plus of, of private investment yeah. over their tenure. A second deal we're working with is with a bank. And the bank, because of the way things are, the bank wasn't able to use some of the other tools. They couldn't use some some of the guarantees that are, are available. Sure. But there was a lot of real estate available. So they said, Jim, or NEF, what if you do part of this? So the bank is doing a portion, and we're going to do another portion, and that's going to be able to allow this the bank to do it because they, they couldn't quite do it alone. So the, our money is actually helping the bank de-risk and also meet regulatory requirements. And we're going to get another deal done just through that way. So to throw you a softball and to um, rephrase here, in both of these cases, the existence of these funds through you, the SSCDI funds, um, SSBCI, excuse me. I'm still getting the acronym. SSBCI. There's too many of these acronyms. And now it's a new one. Throw that in the mix. Yeah. The existence of these funds are probably what made it possible for that private funder or the bank to even yeah. want to move forward on their half of it. Yeah, that. and in the second example, the bank wanted to move forward. They actually came to us and said, could we use these funds for this? Because they knew, they know it's a good deal, but because of regulatory and internal controls, mm-hmm. they were they were having a hard time. Now we're making a good deal even better by maximizing the bank resource um, and allowing us to grow and wow. and grow a business in Nebraska that over the next 10 years is going to grow even more, grow more production, grow more sales, grow more tax revenue, grow more employees. I mean, yeah. It's it's a win-win-win for everybody. Question for you. And so, again, how that unfolded with your great examples. Thank you for the illustration. This is new. Very few people know about it. I mean, we all know the federal government does a great job of advertising programs. <laughs> That's what they did during COVID. Don't some, get me wrong. Some pro, some do better how, than others. How did how did it even come about that you became a part of this? Did was the lender aware of it? Did the business owner come we, to you? We, no, we were talking to the bank in general, and then we brought up that we have this product. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a call from the banker and say, "Hey, we, is there a possibility?" And we started talking, and then mm-hmm. they started their due diligence. We've been working closely with them through the whole due diligence process. Um, we're, we haven't, neither one of us has gotten it all the way to credit committee yet, but okay. I can tell you that both of us are getting real close to taking it to underwriting and into credit committee and feel really good about where it is. So, oh, so it's very close to closing and it's, it's the key is though we're working with the bank. And again, sometimes people say, oh, the bank, 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 and no, we're working together with the bank to make this happen. This yeah. is, this is a collaboration and neither one of us would have done this without the other. 
Great point. Great point. So are there minimums and maximums for the SSBCI? I got it right that time. You did? For the SSBCI funding. Um, Not really. Um, Well, they're... There kind of is. If if the most we can do work with is a twenty million dollar deal. Okay. And it has to have less than five hundred employees. Okay. So say we so did kind of the SBA's definition of small yes. business. Yeah. yeah. You never guess how Treasury and SBA work together on that one. <laughs> but you know, it's think of it this way. Say that we did that. Say we found a twenty million dollar deal. The yep. most we could do was five million on that twenty million dollar mm-hmm. deal. If it's a two million dollar deal. We could do up to a million, and the bank could do a million, or the bank could do one point two. We could do eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, we just can't go past that one to one on our part. Ah, I see. But the okay. bank, the bank could be seventy five percent because the bank. There's another deal we're working with um, in South Omaha, and the bank is going to do more than fifty percent. I don't know how much yet. They're still working in, on that, but they're going to do more than fifty percent, and then we'll gap the smaller part. And technically, we could go as as low as twenty five thousand, we'll probably because okay. we have our normal funds, probably more augment what we can't do rather than sure compete sure. have funds competing against each other. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> do you anticipate we're recording this in twenty twenty three earlier in the year? Do you anticipate having the funds to be allocated throughout the rest of this calendar year? I mean, it's a it's a first come first serve. It's so first to speak. come first serve. So to the bankers out there, if and you, you need get up to sixty four million in Nebraska. Well, that's in Nebraska. We don't have the whole allocation. There will be a second tranche mm-hmm. and a third tranche. So as long as we place the first part and our partners place the first part, there'll be a second tranche. Okay. And so yeah, there would be more available. Um, ten million is going to go quick. You know. Um, sure. Because. You know, once we get, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll have some five hundred thousand to a million dollar deals coming up, and so if you're you're interested, just get a hold of us, and we'd be great to talk to you. Um, if you're a prospective business owner, existing business owner, and you need a loan, is I mean, in addition to reaching out to you at Nebraska Enterprise Fund, which you can Google, right? Um, would they just want to bring this up? To their they should, commercial lender, and they should say bring this, this up. SSBCI. They should always bring it up to the banker because if the bankers, sometimes it, it's amazing what will help a banker go from being a little nervous to being positive about sure. a deal. Yeah. So um, because we can gap finance even with our regular funds, but yes, definitely with this, if you're a bigger project and the bank is going to need a little more umph to get it across the finish line, definitely we want to be talking. The sooner we can be talking to you as the business owner. And the bank, the better, mm-hmm. because that way we can make sure we understand, everybody understands their role and how we allocate the funds so we don't breach contracts. For yeah. example, the most this fund funding can do is a 10-year note. So if it's real estate and equipment, the bank may be able to get you quite a bit better terms on real estate, but they may not be able to do as much on equipment. So if we can do equipment when, and the bank does the real estate, Everybody wins. You're in that scenario before the 250 that you're providing through SSBCI can go to one component of the loan, right. yep. and there's goes to another component. Exactly. Um, and then just this is helpful too. Some of the things that you can actually use the funds for. It's a wide range. You know, people say, "Oh, is this restricted?" You can use it for startup costs. Um, so okay. when you're starting a business, you're marketing, you're including a franchise, including I was going to get there, <laughs> startup costs, working capital. Just start there, Jim. So a lot of, you know, a lot of people, they might not have gen- generate income for the first three months. 
some of this can go towards working capital. Okay. For those of you working with Fran on the franchise side, absolutely, franchise fees are 100% included in the SSBCI. So we can look at working with the franchise fees, with equipment, with inventory, um, construction. It has to be active, um, an active activity. So if you're doing real estate, it has to be for your business or at least 60% for your business. So say you're building a new new headquarters and you want to rent out a little bit of the shop, but you're going to take over half of it for your business. Uh-huh. That you can do. If you're going to do 50-50, you can't, we can't participate. But as long as it's 60% or more is actively your business and your business is an active business, okay. We're totally good with that. Um, construction, renovations, certain tangible and even some intangible assets. So it's it's a wide range. Yeah, sounds like it. It's not yeah. not just a few things. No. And in case people aren't memorizing this, I mean, you can hit rewind. But um, Nebraska Enterprise Fund. Nebbiz.org. Nebbiz. So N-E-B-B-I-Z. Double B in there. N-E-B-B-I-Z.org. Yes. Or they can call your personal cell phone between they, ten and midnight on weeknights. Well, or or you between give that number out, or between <laughs> eight thirty and five during during the week, where would get you an answer. Or or they can call our head office um, number at four zero two six eight five 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 zero zero, and my num my extension is one five five. Or look up Jamel Hamilton also. Gotcha. Um, I think his extension is two zero four. And, and, of course, our audience knows that anytime they can't take down this information, scan the QR code on the screen, get in touch with us, and we'll make sure to make that connection for you. Absolutely. Get you yeah. right to jam at about midnight on a Monday. Yep. What else do we need to know about SSBCI that we haven't discussed yet? Um, our interest rates are going to be equal or competitive with the banking rates. If okay. you're a SETI business. So you're trying to match them up. Match, or in some cases, we'll be able to blend your rate down a little bit, especially with Prime being at, what, eight, eight and a quarter to yeah. today. It may change by the time we go on the air. Blend your rate down, like pull the overall rate down Overnight. by going below what the bank is offering? We may be able to go a little bit below Prime. That It's case by case, obviously. And sure. We're, we'll, that's part of where we work with the bank. Um, there will be a minimal closing fee, but that's normal. Yeah. We do require, and I can't emphasize this as, we do require that private investment, so mm-hmm. it can be a bank, it can be somebody, you know, might be somebody that's been opening a second business, or they've sold some land, they have cash available that can be proven. Um, and they the, gotta have skin in the game. They gotta whether have that's through their banker, or whether that's yeah, through private funding. Right, and the whole idea again is that pulling in, make encouraging private investment yeah. in underserved, underrepresented populations. Yeah. So that's if you think it's really about isn't it, all that way. different from a traditional SBA or conventional loan, right? You no. gotta you gotta put some of your own liquid capital into it. Yeah. And this so. and this you know, this is a great way to help the banks do do their job um even better. Um, again, yeah. Nebraska banks do a great job, so this is just one more tool they can use um until we run out of that money. Gotcha. Do you um, think do you think there will be any renewal for this or is that just uh, just the there's two more tranches. So as long as Nebraska places all its funds, there'll be more I don't think gotcha. we'll see it after the $64 millions in in Nebraska. Okay. Now, because it is a loan, of course, it does recirculate. So as people repay, we'll have a second and third and fourth round of 
yeah. a funding opportunity. Um, the other thing that's key when we're working with a financial institution, especially at the banks, mm-hmm. we're able and willing to subordinate. So that allows the bank to stay in a first position and we take a second position. If things under. go sideways, they get their money first. They get their money, but it, it also, because of regulations, it keeps their money is even more secure in a first position. So it helps them with, with regulations and so forth. So it really gives them a lot more range. Yeah, and I'm That's thinking fantastic. just because people do ask things you can't use this money for are speculative activities, wildcatting for oil, for example. Can't use it for gambling. Guess that's a surprise. Can't use it for illegal activity. So, so if it's no CBD shops in Nebraska n- yet, right? No, nope. um, it's not legal here not, yet. And even if even if it was legal, legal federally. So. Well, that's that, that was the point. If it's illegal locally or illegally at a national level, you know that we can't do it. Sorry, Dylan. Never mind that loan. Illegal in any of those places, obviously nothing. Any other illegal activities? In certain rare cases, we can actually use it for refinancing, but th- there's a lot of conditionality. So if you have a high high interest rate debt that has a balloon payment or a bullet payment, mm-hmm. it may be possible to use this. I can't guarantee it. That's a, that's a lot more stringent so that it is a case-by-case basis. Got it. Then just the second thing I'll reemphasize, but it's got to be an active business Versus a passive, so real estate development, house um, rentals, those things don't. Because again, you know, the whole idea is to engage private funding into, into passive or into active yeah. businesses that create jobs. This has been fantastic, great information and great timing on this. So thank you so much. I mean, you're literally one of three people that could have explained this to our listeners. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time to share all this with well, us. And thank you. And if you don't mind, the bonus is we, Nebraska Enterprise Fund, will be leading an, um, what's called a Veterans Business Outreach Center. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is huge. We're going to be able to provide services to veterans across Nebraska veterans, and yeah. Iowa. Ne- veterans and their family members, in, in, primarily in forms of training and coaching, but huge opportunity. So we're really blessed in Nebraska and Iowa to be able to serve our veterans in this yeah. way. So I'm sure it, we can talk the about And the tie-in there is that that was already one of the underserved That's groups, so to speak, veterans fits that perfect. can apply for so SSBC. If you're a veteran that wants to open a franchise and the bank says we can fund part of it but we can't quite do all of it, come talk to us. Perfect. Jim Wright for the Nebraska Enterprise Fund. Tell me one more time how do folks get a hold of you to learn about both the VBOC, the VBOC, and the SSBCI. Yeah, Blake, um, Nebraska Enterprise Fund. The website is nebbiz.org. That's N-E-B-B-I-Z.org. And you can um, call our, our line um, 402-685-5500. My extension is 155, and Jamel's extension is 204. And we will be able to help with, with any of the questions as well. Um, and watch for us on we have Facebook, we have LinkedIn. There's stuff coming out all the time. So, perfect. Thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. We appreciate that. And as a segue to you, Facebook, social media, etc., don't keep us a secret. There are going to be people 
that you want to make sure hear this because there's just not a lot of information out there about these programs. So be sure to share this with anybody you know, whether it's somebody in the lending environment, financing environment, and or somebody that's looking to grow a business or start a business. Make sure that you share this. Don't keep our podcasts a secret or any of our episodes of the podcast, whether they have Jim in them or not. So share, subscribe, and follow. And we will see you here again soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. A Huda Media Production.